listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. This morning, I delivered a set of twins to a 15-year-old girl. Do you know what she said to me? I'm a crack whore who should have made my skeezy boyfriend wear a condom? Close, but no. She said, I should have listened to my father. She did not. Well, that's what she would have said if she wasn't so doped up. It's been one week since you looked at me. Cocked your head to the side and said I'm angry. Five days since you laughed at me. Saying, get back together, come back and see me. Welcome to the One Take Podcast, episode 20. We did it, guys. Way to go, team. Yeah, we did it. We finally, we, technical issues aside, we're here. It's good to be alive. It's good to watch romantic comedies because that's what we're doing today. Uh, Ten things I hate about you. As requested, of course, we're always joined by Jake and Dex, but as requ- requested by Mallory. She she did like any great listener does and left us a five-star review. So now, I mean, she's a little biased, but now she gets to pick the movie. Only slightly. We'll review. <laughs> Only slightly biased. So yeah, she gets to she gets to pick the movie. Why did you pick Mallory? We'll start there. Why did you pick Ten Things I Hate About You? I had gone over like maybe three to five different movies that I was trying to consider for this, and I don't. It was it sometime last week where it just came up casually in conversation, and I was like, oh, let's do that. I don't remember the circumstances, but it came up very out of nowhere and briefly. And then at that moment, I was like, that should be it. Yeah, because like you had this you had this right off the bat. I thought for some reason you had something different, but she 10 things I hate about you randomly on Disney Plus. If you're looking (laughs) for this movie like this had to be one of those, I don't know, Fox pit Fox purchases. Right. I think. I, I actually I don't know I don't know who produced this. It would it would have to been picked up by like Fox, that purchase or something. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I assume I mean you'd seen Mallory, you'd seen this a lot, right? Is what yes. you're saying? Watched it all the time growing up. So I mean you've watched this a lot, uh, Jake. I assume by proxy you've watched this a lot as well too. Uh yeah no I think Mallory and I watched this countless times like it's kind of our go-to we need something on in the background just to have and play i don't remember growing up and watching this a lot like i'm pretty sure i watch it with my sister every once or twice but it wasn't until i got like through college and a little bit older that i actually like watched and loved it all the time oh this was uh sorry to interrupt because dex i'm gonna ask you the same question but this was a buena vista pictures uh, i just saw that so disney's hand was on it the whole time yeah that's that was the buena vista if you don't know is like the weird distributing company that they had that disney had in the mid 90s that distributed or through like the 80s and 90s that distributed all the stuff that they didn't deem is like they were hiding the from the disney brand you know what I mean? That all that mm-hmm. stuff or anything a little bit more risque or whatever they would put under Buena Vista pictures usually. And so that's where this comes in. So yeah, this is a Disney product. That's interesting. Dex, had you seen this before? No, I actually didn't really know what it was until I was told <laughs> we were watching it. Um, would you consider this a white folks film? Oh, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had, I had missed it. Um, I just missed it. Like uh, my my sister 
I tweeted that you know I had seen it and she got mad at me <laughs> online. Um, and yeah, it's just one of those things that I had just that I had just missed. And uh, but it's on TBS. I remember it vividly being on TBS all the time because I remember just random scenes of this, like when they're sitting on the porch and stuff. No, nothing of significance. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Just one of those romantic comedies that I missed. And I gotta say, it was delightful. <laughs> yes, it, better delightful. than I expected. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what that, I expected this to be schlocky, like any of the name a Matthew McConaughey rom com from yeah. the Failure to Launch. Yeah, like, or like you know, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean guess literally the same thing but like i i thought i thought for sure this was gonna be oh whatever no it was really enjoyable um i'll uh let me read the synopsis real quick and then we'll get into it also today we are drafting romantic comedies so we will uh, i'm really excited for that so we will have a romantic comedy draft to build a romantic comedy movie um 10 things i hate about you came out in 1999 and you can definitely tell um, <laughs> it's rated PG 13. It is a brisk hour and 37 minutes. This thing just blows by. It's a snappy 90. I love it. Yeah. And um, the synopsis on IMDb, a pretty pot, a pretty popular teenager can't go out on a date until her ill tempered older, older sister does. It has a 7.3 on IMDb, directed by uh, Gil Younger, uh, writers Karen uh, McCullough, Kristen Smith, as well as one Bill Shakespeare. (laughs) (laughs) Casual. uh, Casually old William Shakespeare. Uh, (laughs) It. It stars a very. It stars a very young and handsome Heath Ledger. Julia Stiles, his his breakout performance, right? Heath Ledger's. Yeah, it's first. I mean, he was doing like TV shows in Australia, I think. Well, yeah, no, he did, but I think this is his first like major motion picture. It's a lot of people's first major motion picture, actually. Yeah, Heath Ledger, Julia Stiles, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, a very young JGL. Uh, he's twelve. Yeah, Larissa Ol- Olnick as Olenek, Bianca. I think. Olenek? Thank you. Olenek, yeah. Like Alex Mack. Oh, Olenek. Yeah, dumb. Kelly Olenek. Uh, the We're calling out Alex Mack from here on out. <laughs> exactly. Uh, David Crumholtz, just random. <laughs> just random. Up the David. numbers, fame. Yeah. Andrew Keegan, who we're going to have a discussion about Ooh, later. Yes. <laughs> um, and then uh, Gabrielle Union. <laughs> Ageless queen, Gabrielle Union. Age, ageless, ageless. We stand an ageless queen, don't we? Yes. Um, that stunned me. I had no idea she was in this movie. Yeah. That also, her first major motion picture. Yeah, and she was also in um, another rom-com in the same year or something. But she, surprisingly, she is older than everybody else in this cast. Like, she is 25 when this movie came out. And I think she's playing, She's so she's playing a sophomore. And that's yeah. that's kind of funny to me. I mean, that's a ten year age gap that she's filling nicely. Like, I'm not sitting here going like that is clearly a th- almost thirty year old one. Yeah. Can't say the same about Heath Ledger. Like, I'm like that man is clearly twenty two. What's happening yeah. here? <laughs> it's true. 
True that. We've mentioned this before. It's like they've started to kind of get away from like they they in like super bad, except for Jonah Hill, who I think was like 28. Uh, super bad. Those guys were like 19. I think McLovin was literally 17. Uh, so they, they there came a time where they started getting away from using older people to be in these in these roles. Now, they're always going to be like 20, but it's definitely like where Heath Ledger literally looks like everyone's dad in this movie. <laughs> um, ha- has a 70 uh, meta score, which is actually pretty high for a romantic comedy. Has a 68 on Rotten Tomatoes uh, critic score, which I, thought, low. Yeah, which I thought would be higher. Has only a, but this is even more shocking. Has a really nice crit, uh, really nice score from the audience of a sixty nine percent. Nice, yeah, great joke, right? Um, I'm not proud of us on that one. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> but you know, and it wasn't as big as a box office hit as you would have thought. It cost thirty million dollars to make. Where that money was, I don't know. Maybe like the school, yeah, yeah maybe- <laughs> Hogwarts. <laughs> Yeah, maybe just like uh, having the. Uh, there's a random trivia bit that I just came across on IMDb that says like none of these were built sets, so like I guess they had to just like pay the school district. Yeah, you can use our. Uh, we'll get to it later because it's kind of a weird scene, but the very end where Leonard Cleo is playing on top of the high school oh, yeah. that was real. And so they probably paid a helicopter pilot like a million dollars to fly in circles all day for that. Yeah, what I was about to say, they had to pay like at least three live bands for this movie. (laughs) It's true. Uh, So it only made $53 million. So it wasn't really a hit when it came out. I mean, it made its budget back, but it's just like, wasn't really a hit when it came out, which is surprising considering what we know about all the stars that are in this now. You know, but it, but it, I think it probably made like it became almost not cultish, but it almost like, uh, like it definitely made the rounds at like Blockbuster. But part of it did become cultish, and we'll get to that yeah, later. Yeah, but, but literally. <laughs> <laughs> God, man, what a random thing. Oh, we'll get to it in a little bit. Don't, don't worry. Um, deep tease for later. Uh, Mallory, we'll start with you. Give this a letter grade and uh, what you think of it overall. Oh, goodness. Um, I'm so partial to it just because I grew up with it and loving it and always watching it with my sister. But I'm going to have to give it an A. Okay. Um, what stood out to like, why Why is it so, I mean, is it nostalgia factor for sure? But is it, or is there something else with it? I feel like it still it? holds up a lot of like, I mean, joke wise, but I mean, there's a lot of parts I still laugh out loud at him falling off the bike. Um, the bits between Julia Stiles and Heath Ledger, mm-hmm. but a lot of it, yeah, probably falling on nostalgia, but I still think it holds up in a lot of ways. The only thing that does not hold up one is really kind of the fashion and two, oh, any, yeah. t- any technology that's in this movie. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, Dex, what did what do you uh, what do you think? What do you give it? I liked it. Uh, I had an A like it. I'd say I'll I give it like a B. You know, it got like an eighty five. I think it's it's funny. It's fun. It's quick, which is a nice change of pace from a lot of the movies we've been watching. Um, mm. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't. I don't know that I'm gonna be dying to watch it again anytime soon. But yeah, I definitely feel like I understand a lot of references now. 
Yeah, Jake, what did you uh, like? That's kind of where I'm sitting with it, but I'll go last. But Jake, what do you think? I mean, this is an A for me. I love a good rom-com. Um, and this is, I mean, I'm not even going to pretend. it. This is like top three rom-coms for me. Uh, but honestly, like what you guys were saying, it's, it's like it is just quick. It's a, it's a quick 90. But I also love it because of how it was written. It's very like Sorkin or Palladino-ish where like everybody's just talking really quick and really witty. And so everything just feels funny and feels natural. Like you can make a teen rom-com film and make it very adulty or you can make it very silly, but this one, like it feels mature for what it is, but it also, I mean, granted it's, it's a Shakespeare play, so it's mature as, as it already is, but like, it's a good movie. It's fun. I enjoy it. I still laugh. I'm there for it. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, I, I mean, I'm sure you've heard this. It's been, it's, it's always on like things that you didn't know were adapted by Bill Shakespeare. And you're just like, uh, or were adapted from William Shakespeare plays, and it's this. It, this always makes the list. This is the Taming of the Shrew. Um, uh-huh. I'm sure everyone has read that, right? Through you know, cover to cover. Four second point in some school fortune. <laughs> sure, everybody. Everybody remembers that one, right? Yeah. Um, totally. But the uh, I I love this was a breeze to get through. Like I keep saying, but it was just, it was delightful. I like, I laughed out loud on a couple of parts. I would, I would, I'm leaning more towards a B plus now more than I think about it. I think there's some stuff that age ages poorly. Um, but there's definitely, and sometimes some of the like physical gags got a little bit old cause they just kept doing it. Um, but no, I, I, I really like, and the story sometimes does not make sense. But yeah, that's a that's it's William Shakespeare for you. But the um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I I think I give it a B plus. Um, any other thoughts to expand on? And then we'll kind of I guess we can get into some notes that we had about the movie because that's really I took a ton of notes for this for some reason. Let's go notes. Yeah, I don't. Um, the band warming up to start the film like this is that's the most seattle thing ever (laughs) like they're based in seattle and it's just like grunge band warming up it was startling because it's like you just throw it on your tv and it's just like clang 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 like ah (laughs) what's startling is is that grunge band becomes bare naked ladies one week Mm mm-hmm yeah, but not like the radio friendly version, you know. It's like some weird remix version, which I'll make an argument. It's slightly better than the radio version. I did, I did tie, I did write down that bare naked lady song slaps. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, song. it's man. Uh, it's an iconic vibe based on that song. And I think about it every single time. It's just somebody named Ben calling someone's phone. And the guy just goes, it's Ben. Oh. <laughs> and it's Ben Affleck that shows up on the on the screen. <laughs> and it, it's Ben. <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. Um, R.I.P. Vine. R.I.P.M.P. Shout out TikTok. Uh Okay, so the opening score, like, it could not have been a more late 90s vibe because the opening credits are all in that Hey Arnold or Doug font. Oh, just that scratchy, like... Yeah. If you suffer from seizures, watching those opening credits is not for you. No. Um, 
Hey, Mallory, uh, how quickly did it take you to notice that Claire Danes was different because she wasn't listening to Bare Naked Ladies? Did you just call Julia Stiles Claire Danes? Oh, did oh, I say no. Claire Danes? Julia Stiles. Dang it. <laughs> Finally, someone else did it. Damn it. Oh, wow. Damn it. Where did, where did you pull Claire Danes from? I just, I don't know. What just happened? <laughs> oh, I was, for some reason, I had Romeo and Juliet on the brain. Um, or Homeland. I don't know. <laughs> Interchangeable. I'll, I'll, I'll save you the embarrassment. Ask it again. Two, no, it. No, 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 no. You can't, you can't do that. <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as we do that, Dex is going to throw a riot because we've left, uh, throw a fit because we've left all of his gaffes in here before. <laughs> yeah, y'all left me, Gerard, Butler, Ali James. Like, y'all got to... I gotta let Roy I, on this one. I did make the brash and slightly racist assumption that it was Brenda's song was the friend and and you. So we've all been here. <laughs> slightly racist. We don't have to talk about it. Um, <laughs> the uh, Julius. I just had forty year old blonde woman on my on my mind for some reason. I don't know. Claire Dane. It happens. Okay, not Claire Dane. I'm just gonna call her Claire Dane. Um, so when you. Like, how long did it take you to realize that the juxtaposition there was just on the on the nose really quickly? And she rolls up in a classic car. She is different. <laughs> she is angry. Rolls up, rolls up in a in like a beater car, but they live in like what had to has to equate to a million dollar home in Seattle. Like, it's and no not one's parking in a garage either. Yeah, the dad parks out front. She parks out front. Where is this garage? Also, does it just not rain in Seattle? Are we... What? Apparently not. It's sunny as shit this entire... This entire movie. Yeah, I don't know. Just that's not... <laughs> that's not how Seattle weather works. Um, so she's different. We know that she's different. Um, she's different because all of those white people are dancing in the whitest way possible in that car. Top down Volkswagen. Oh man! If you didn't know that this was a '90s movie, um, let's see. I said I will say it's kind of funny that she's being rebellious, listening to Joe Jet and the Black Hearts. I don't give a damn. Like our reputation. Like that's that's not the rebellion song that you listen to as a grunge rocker in the '90s in Seattle. Yeah, can we put on some? <laughs> I don't. I don't even like know that period besides nirvana so i'm not even going to try to make a reference but like let's just why aren't you listening to smells like teen spirit probably <laughs> that would have been a wild intro yeah i probably couldn't uh get the rights to it um let's see uh i said i don't know why i said but i was just like goddamn allison janney uh <laughs> she was wild yeah she was horny as hell <laughs> the horniest person ever just writing erotica in the middle of uh the school and then asking your students about like what's another word for throbbing <laughs> and her name was her name was miss perky like why why <laughs> who was responsible yeah. for this she sets the tone for a school where there is no repercussions for your actions oh absolutely not like like, like so many laws get broken at the school, and the guidance counselor is writing porn, so nobody cares here. 
I mean, she was. As soon as I saw that, I was like, "Why is this on Disney Plus?" <laughs> that was my exact thought. I was like, "This is not a Disney Plus movie. This is very very much." Oh, there's Winnie the Pooh. Pooh. There's Winnie the Pooh. There's Blippy. There's some Star Wars stuff. Here's Alice and Janney writing fan fiction. Who's Blippy? Uh, it's that kids show that Matt mentioned. No, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Moving uh, on. Moving on. Uh, so yeah, she's uh she's horny as hell. Uh, is this um is this the most risque movie on Disney Plus? Gotta be at least top five. I can't think of anything else. Uh, I mean, we show teenagers drinking to blackoutness at a party. At a very rapey party. Um, is Who Framed Roger Rabbit know. on Disney Plus? What's up? Is Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Ooh, it might be. Uh, because, yeah, that's yeah, a Disney that's, property. That's a top 10 horny movie. <laughs> yeah. That's like Wolf Whistle, uh, Awooga levels of horny. Um, oh. but, yeah, go ahead, Jake. I was going to say, we also... How We Meet Heath Ledger is... He gets in trouble for sexually assaulting a cafeteria worker by putting a bratwurst in his pants. And they just tell him, don't do that, man. And he gets let go. There are no rules here. Freaking Julia Stiles is in the thing because she she kicks some dude's testicles up into his body and just like, not in jail. Don't do that. No consequences. Just back in school like nothing ever happened. Yeah, that was a really throwaway line. Is like his testicular surgery went well. Like, oh god. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Crumholz has some great lines. He <laughs> just said, uh, "They think I bought my eyes odds at an outlet mall," which is such a '90s <laughs> reference. It is. Also, uh, Gabrielle Union and uh, Alex Mack uh, are talking about um, Skechers for no reason. Oh, and they're proud about that. placement, baby. <laughs> this movie was full of it. Full of it. Um, it's because you don't own a Prada bag. Oh, man. Mallory, did you own Skechers? I don't think I did, thankfully. <laughs> did anybody ever, here ever shop at a Payless for light-up sneakers? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Actually, it might, might not have been a Payless. It might have been a JCPenney's. Also a 90s thing. Malls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Remember but, malls? Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> Before the virus. Yeah, that was, that was a wild thing that people just agreed upon. Let's just have all these stores and everybody come here. This totally can't go wrong. Also, uh, what? while we're on here, this is a team movie that doesn't go to a mall. I feel yeah. like a lot of them do. This one doesn't. Maybe Seattle just, just goes to... Gill's Music Shop. Seattle just doesn't have any bitch in malls, man. And also, <laughs> does uh, does Julia Stiles look like a like a girl that is not going to go to a mall or is going to go to the mall? I don't like to go to a no, mall because yeah. that's just like capitalism at its worst. But all of her clothes are very clearly late '90s mall clothes, so I don't know where she's getting the wardrobe. Uh, maybe it's what her mom bought her before she left them. Yeah, her mom just dipped. We don't really. Yeah, can we get some more info on the mom? Why did she leave? Where did she go? (laughs) What's happening here? Jake, you were saying. Why did she? 
Go ahead. I think in Taming the Shrew, the mom is dead. I think. Yeah, but in this, it's just like she did. Yeah, no, she dips. Like, it believes her pearls, which means she just fled in the middle of the night. Yeah, just leaves all of her expensive shit, and they're just like, she's not coming back to get him. Why? Like, where'd she? She can. <laughs> And again, look at her husband. He just pits his daughters against each other for his own entertainment. So it might not have been a happy marriage. Yeah, the dad's a big old weirdo. We're going to have to talk <laughs> about him in a little bit. He's just keeps a, the pregnancy belly floating around the house just in case. Just a weird. He's He has to be. Is he like a gynecologist, right? Or I think like he's an OBGYN. Yeah, like yeah. just a big time weirdo. Uh, um <laughs> But at least, you know, he didn't just, like, abandon his kids one year. It's true. <laughs> true, true, true. What did you say, Dex? What did you call her? She is definitely all fuck them kids first team. Like, she was just like, <laughs> you know what? We out of here. I'm done. I I hate y'all. I'm gone. Bye. Never talk to me again. Don't, don't come find me. Don't tell me where you go to college. I don't care. I'm out. Well, I guess it's like they didn't want to make it so depressing. It's like, oh, well, she died. But it's just like that just makes more sense than to just leave in the dead of the night. Like, Where'd she go? We can't find her. I don't know. She just packed most of her shit one day and left. Not all of her shit, just most of it. Well, you know what And happened? nobody is really affected by that. Like, Julia Stiles is a little affected only because Bianca's wearing the pearls, but that's about the extent of it. Like nobody seems very upset that their mom just no longer is there. This dad definitely killed her. (laughs) (laughs) Better to tigers. (laughs) Better to tigers. Man, it's it's depressing in Seattle. It rains a lot, man. Like not there, but (laughs) oh yeah, apparently not in this version of Seattle, not in this version of the Pacific Northwest. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, (laughs) Allison Janney just calls her a heinous bitch. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it was like damn uh and then i the last thing about alice and janney because she's literally not in the rest of this movie which is kind of weird but she um she doesn't even make like a quirky appearance at the uh prom or anything she it's like alice got a west wing yeah i guess so she's filming west wing at this time alice and janney turned like 45 and then never aged True. like she's looked the same now that she did then no this is this is ground zero for like people that never aged. Well, yeah, it's like Gabrielle Union, like Crumholtz, like aged the worst out of all of these. But then again, I wrote down Crumholtz is either a high schooler or a thirty-five-year-old man with a mortgage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone in this high school is old as hell, except Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You know what I couldn't stop thinking about while watching it? I was like, this is definitely a Miles Teller special right here. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah. How old was Joseph Gordon-Levin in this? Uh, I couldn't tell you, but he's definitely probably the youngest one. Um, Was he on Third Rock from the Sun at this point? He was was the same age as Julia Stiles. They were both 18. Yeah, he was on... uh, he may have just been wrapping up Third Rock from the Sun. So he was really popular from that. Uh, yeah, he's still on it, actually. So he was, yeah, he was really popular from uh, Third Rock from the Sun. But this may have been his first big, like. Because he's almost like, the, yeah, he's almost like the co lead in this movie. Like the story almost hinges around him and. Yeah. Uh, him and I, I can call her character Bianca. 
is our characters. Name. Well, I mean, they're the they're the B story, but the A story hinges on the B story being successful. So really, the B story is also the A story. The narrative uh, of this film is, is a lot going on. There is there is a lot going on. So, like, if you don't know or if you haven't seen the movie, spoiler, uh, one really uh, horny guy, horny senior, wants to date um, a questionably aged uh, sophomore. And, but she can't, he, she can't date until her sister dates because their dad has some weird rule. That's so weird. (laughs) You're not, it's the weird, you're not allowed to date until after high school, which I mean, that's not the weird part, but the weird part ends up being, is like, well, if your bitch sister can find, (laughs) that's basically what he's. (laughs) Yeah. Like if she he find, find a date, he recognizes can... that cat will never date. Like he thinks he's a genius for this. It's clearly evil to pit your children against each other. The original plan of like no dating until college. I knew people in our high school that had sort of that rule going on, or like if they were to date, it was like they come over to our house and you guys go nowhere. Yeah. Uh, so like that. That's not necessarily a like it's conservative, but it's not a bad like rule. But the you don't date until the other daughter dates is horrible. Like and because he's so worried because he's a OG uh, OBGYN. I'm gonna have trouble saying that tonight. Um, because he's an obgen, they don't. He doesn't want them getting pregnant. He has this weird speech about like a a crack baby being born. And everything, and you're just like, whoa! <laughs> and they're just making, babies, actually, yeah. And they're just making fun of this poor girl that was like, "Do you know what she said to me?" <laughs> Should have listened to my father. She, well, she would have said that if she wasn't so doped up. Like, God. <laughs> wow! Going through a lot this morning, man. You just gonna take it home like that? Um, yeah. So that that's just such a weird rule that he's just like, yeah. If you're if your um, sister can get a date which i i've never heard that be a thing i just we you just wouldn't go out with the girl that needs her sister had to have a date sorry (laughs) also Um, can we can we take a quick pause and discuss like joseph gordon levitt just got to this school and is immediately in this giant plot to like He's not even in there for 60 seconds before he's like, whoa, this girl. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he um, he's simping for her immediately. And I'm going to stop using <laughs> I, that word. But like he this is the definition. This is a definition of simp. Um, I burn. I hide. I perish on site. It really is on site simping. Uh, I wrote down something about it because. It's like he has this big long speech with her after the party and he was simping for no reason. And he's like, I learned French for you. Bitch, you didn't have to. <laughs> like she is like, I didn't ask you to do that. Also, why is it public knowledge that she's looking for a French tutor? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Because that's because just according to it's like I'm in love with her and Crumholtz is like, bro, no, you're not gonna be able to get with her. But they also know she can't date. So is there just like a bulletin board where she's just posting like, hey, I don't know French and I can't date? <laughs> <laughs> those two those two things. 
Everyone got on AOL and I was gonna say posted on her aim board. It's her away message on AIM. It's the John Mulaney sketch, the four things about me. I'm gay, I'm homeless, I have AIDS, and I'm new in town. <laughs> and I and I'm new I'm, in town. I can't date, I can't speak French, I don't have a car. My sister's a bitch. <laughs> um yeah, I, I'm going to say this out loud because I know somebody's going to show up in our mentions. Is this one of the first movies, like Mean Girls did it better of like, these are all the tables of where everybody sits. But is this like one of the first movies that like made fun of clicks? Because he's going through the quad and introducing like, these are the future NBAs. These are the Cowboys. These are the coffee heads. No, Breakfast yeah. Club. Yeah, well, okay. to a lesser, yeah, yeah, yeah. did Breakfast Club do that? Well, I mean, everyone at the table was a, or each table was a different yeah. click, essentially. Yeah, different type of like a burnout and stuff like yeah. that. The, the uh, people pretending that the reggae people, <laughs> when they were cl- when they were in class and the and the teacher goes off about something, they're like, "Yaman is like, I don't even start with y'all." Now I will say that whole scene where they're introducing everyone like in that quad is almost shot for shot when they do that in Clueless, where. They're pointing to like different people like sitting on the grass like, oh, these are the, uh, what is it? The Persian mafia. This is uh, the, the, you know, whoever Donald Faison and the popular kids are. It's almost the exact same thing. Right. Uh, I can't remember who said this, but I think they literally called Claire Danes. Uh, Julia Stiles. No, I know. Uh, they literally wow. called Julia Stiles a uh, shrew. canceled. Yeah. They literally yeah. called her a shrew. So I was like, come on. First of all, who has ever called anyone a shrew since like 1400? <laughs> not I. Not, not yeah, me. no. It, Couldn't be me. It's not, my, not in my vernacular. Um, things have aged poorly in this, including the computer that Aunt Allison Janney is typing on. Um, mm-hmm. And... The- which there's not a huge use of technology in this, which is good because I they probably were like, this is not going to, I don't know. But she's typing on the computer and there's also a hard retard drop. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's rough. I did not notice that until we watched it today. And I was like, oh, oh. And it's said in such a cruel way. Yeah. I don't know what oh. she called. Like she called, like, are you... I don't know. No, she goes. Yeah. She says, "Date or like pick up a retard so that way I can date or something." Like oh, yeah. it's insane. It's just like, ugh. Um, yeah, that thing didn't age well at all. Uh, I don't know why I said that, but like together when they're when they're together, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I've always thought he and Heath Ledger look like they could be brothers. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I could see it. I don't know. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's too kind of like dopey looking. Dopey Maybe just looking? especially wow. then because he looks like he's like 14 or 15. But How do we compare this Joseph Gordon-Levitt romantic comedies? How do we compare this to 500 Days of Summer? Oh, boy. Two totally different uh, movies, but. <laughs> so I'll be the first one to say like when I first saw 500 Days of Summer, I was like, oh, this is great. I have since watched it, and I'm like, this is not good at all. This is a movie about 
stalking. How dare you, sir? <laughs> it's not a good film, my friend. I also, Dex had a take today uh, that he said Perks of Being a Wallflower was boring. How dare you? It's, Y'all are just shitting on movies that I love. I'm sorry, but it's, I was bored. I was not entertained whatsoever. It's okay. It's I don't a long like music you or video. Your, I don't like you or your takes. It is a long music video. Um, they're trying to find. They're trying to find men that will go out with Claire. Claire Danes. God damn it. Uh, they're trying to find men that will go out with Julia Stiles, who, you know, she's good looking and everything. Is she such like? So, uh, do are people that scared of her that no one is gonna like at least try because one someone had to have out. testicular surgery so yeah, i i yeah. get it i was just <laughs> about to say yeah i'm, I'm terrified <laughs> i'm good on that thank you <laughs> there are um, other girls at this school yeah that's true but it's just like one of the guys said which is such a weird throwaway line one of the cowboys guys they, they go if you were if I, I wouldn't date her if i was the last person in the world or are there sheep? <laughs> I was like, oh. he says it so excited. Yeah. Are there sheep? Um, so they they go to uh, Heath Ledger, who is just like a. They don't establish. This is kind of one of the problems. Like they establish that he's just like he doesn't really care about a lot of stuff, or is sort of like a burnout. But they don't really go. It's just like he just seems like a dude. But all the stuff, I, I guess how they do establish it is all the stuff that, like, all the lies that Crumholz thinks he knows about Heath Ledger mm-hmm. are, like, what he, like, he ate a live duck. Or, like, set a state trooper on fire and spent a year in San Quentin. Yeah. So, like, I guess that's how they establish, like, that people are scared of him, too. But they don't, from, other than him lighting a cigarette, which, okay, like, lighting a cigarette on a Bunsen burner. I wrote down this scene because, again, this is like the first time I've really stopped back and looked at it. The kid has a switchblade that he just brings into school and stabs a frog with in the middle of the class. Yeah. For no he's reason. Just, yeah, he's carrying around a weapon. He does live up to his rep a little bit. Yeah, I guess. And then our, the first time Joseph Gordon-Levitt talks to him, Heath Ledger's move is to drill a hole into him. Yeah, that's true. And he just like that just drills a hole and he walks away. Yeah, so I guess they established that people are scared of him, but I don't know. I don't think they delved deep real quickly into like who he was. There wasn't a lot of character building with who he was, really. They kind of just said, well, this is what we think we know about him. And you don't really get any character development until later on down the road, you know, where you find out he was caring for his like with like 15 minutes left in the movie that you find out, oh, well, he was caring for his grandfather or that he like lived. He actually is Australian and yada, yada, yada. So which I found funny that they did. They're just like, yeah, you're Australian. We have to explain the accent. Yeah. We're not even going to make you try to cover up your accent. It's like lived in Australia for 10 years. Oh, okay. Well. It's an interesting way to work around that casting. Um, wonder if they wrote that in after the casting, or if it's like we got to get an Australian for because that would be a weird pitch. Uh, let's see. So this is the overarching question for the beginning of the movie for me: Is Cat woke or just annoying? Because she's, she's a little bit of both. Mostly annoying, <laughs> I guess. 
slightly woke for it being 1999 is yeah. the most I can give her. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jake, you had something on this. Well, like her Hemingway take is like, it's popular now to shit on Hemingway. Um, but like for 1999, like that's a little bit woke, but like her take on prom um, is very much the thing that, like you said, if you didn't have a prom date, like, <laughs> oh, it's just an antiquated rating, mating ritual, so no, we're not going. Like, that's that's what the dude who couldn't get a date is saying, because he wants to be above it. He's going to make a statement now. Like, that's not woke. That's just sad. Yeah, totally a thing that people do. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> not that I would know or anything. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fine. All right. What? Tell the story. Tell the story. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll tell the story. You tell the story. Jake and I were fully dating in high school, mm-hmm. and I asked him if he wanted to be my date to prom. And his words, I quote, no, that's too big of a commitment for me right now. <laughs> <Yo>! <laughs> what? What? Please tell me you said that to him when he proposed. <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> That would, have, that would have been incredible. <laughs> wow. Jacob, explain yourself. <laughs> uh, I was 17 and an asshole. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I have since apologized and made it up for it as many times as I can. I suspect for all the many forever years I'll be married to her, I'll be continue making up. But that is an absolutely true story. So what? And I want to say, like, I didn't even say it in person. Like, I want to say I said it like Oh, no, you texted it. You texted it. Oh, Oh, I texted it. Good for me. This is in 2008, too. So a text breakup is even worse. Wait, so so did y'all break up? Uh, No, he ghosted me. (laughs) (laughs) He just stopped. My last day of high school, I was a, a grade above him. And so it was my last day of high school. And then I don't remember the events that transpired, but he just stopped texting me. And then a few days later, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> wow. You really did not want to commit, huh? <laughs> wow. Jesus. Uh, I was 17 and working at main event. I got nothing on this one. I'm sorry. I was 17 and an asshole. That's all I got. So wait, Mallory, did you just go to the prom by yourself? or what? I, No, what I went happened? with friends. I went with friends. Um, that means you went by yourself. No. <laughs> I did. Yeah, we're going as like a group of, we're going as like a group. None of us have dates. What? But what was worse is that he did that thing that every male does where i think like a day later he's like i wish i would have gone oh no (laughs) oh god this is amazing content thank you so much i'm getting a lot of angry looks but it's worth it (laughs) that's incredible so it's just like you were just like hey i was thinking about it last night (laughs) straight up i don't remember that text but i that's that's the exact same type of shit I would have pulled. So oh yeah. Oh my god, being seventeen sucks. I remember stuff like that. I had a, I was dating a girl, and we had been dating for like, I don't know, three months. But before then, I had already asked 
um maybe it wasn't even that long i had a, we had been dating for like a month and then i but i had already asked the girl to prom and i think it was my mom was like you have to take the other girl to the prom and i was like oh i was like uh okay and so yeah that was a fun time for me in my in that relationship okay. no it's fine go it'll be fine i just <laughs> promise it's fine are you sure it's fine? Because I don't think it sounds like it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and me, dumb brain 16-year-old, was just like, okay. God, man. I never lived that one down for that the length of that relationship. But still not as bad as being in a full-on relationship. <laughs> and just being like, no, nah, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what you're just like. <laughs> LOL, are you serious? You went full future me. <laughs> Sensational. Oh, there you go. Sensational. My prom story was much lamer. I, uh, I had to pull the whole. I have a girlfriend, but she goes to another school, you know. And our prom oh, was no. the same day, so she lives in she lives in Canada. You'll never see her. But yeah, she went to another high school in our district. She went to. Seven Lakes. I went to Morton Ranch. And our oh, wait, that's, was, that's real. That's true. Yeah, so she did exist. Yeah, she existed for real. Oh, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, and our proms were on the same day, and we were both like, yeah. I don't want to miss my actual school prom. I don't know your friends, so. Yeah. Uh, I went with a friend who, like, we both were like, "Hey, if you don't have a date by like I don't know March or something, let's just go together." And we did not sit next to each other. She ended up becoming my sister's best friend. So, Mallory, how do you feel about that? Um, you know, I no longer feel like I'm in for this commitment anymore. And <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I, like, did you have to like not to delve too deep into y'all's relationship? But like, how do you? How do you like? He ghosted you. Like, what's the comeback for him for that? Like, how does it? Hey, uh, I don't know if you remember me. There was just a lot of stupid back and forth, as you do when you're 17, 18, except ours went on for like four years. (laughs) Goodness gracious. This is tremendous. Uh, Jake, Joey's a better boyfriend than you were. Oh, Oh, don't do that to me. (laughs) Don't Don't do that. that. I cannot believe that. I cannot believe that's too much of a commitment for me. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, like you're getting married. (laughs) Look, the tuxedo rental, how much it costs. Yeah, I got nothing. I mean, look, a corsage by itself is like $50. So like what? Yeah, it was a financial stake. I will say it's made worse by the fact that he did ask me to be his date to band banquet, which was approximately three weeks later. (laughs) No. No, uh-huh. no my prom was at the beginning of May, and Bam Banquet was at the end of May. Oh, no. Did you say yes? Yeah. That's on you. I know. That's on uh, we, uh, <laughs> I, 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 we. We shit on Jake for that, but that one's on you. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Incredible. Didn't know I was going to get that story. We definitely uh, need more husband and wife teams on the one day pod. Oh yeah, forward. this we is gotta, incredible. 
Yeah, we got to get um, Matt's wife on here to listen to some of the takes that he has. Um, oh, I would love to talk to Ash. Um, let's see. So the sassy teacher, moving on, uh, the sassy <laughs> teacher is a staple in all rom-coms, it seems like, especially teenage rom-coms. But mm-hmm. this one's really good. I forget it. Let me give a, give him his credit. He was really, really good. Uh, Daryl Mitchell is Mr. Morgan. Also known as Daryl Chill Mitchell, for some reason. That's written by his name. But I thought, oh, I thought okay. he was funny. Yeah, I don't know. I thought he was really funny. Uh, no, I, I agree. Like he's he's that high school teacher that like everybody wished they had. Oh, because yeah. you could clearly tell he's passionate about uh, English and poetry, and like he actually gave a shit. But he hates all the kids, and he's over their shit, and he's just gonna call them out on it. <laughs> he like he despises being a teacher. <laughs> it also it looks he looks like he's their age which i'm sure the actual actor was their age probably so it's also like this dude is just straight out of college couldn't get another job has to be here and hates everybody oh no he's older he's like he's like 15 years older than they are actually he was uh he was born in 1965 oh what wow. yeah so he was he was like uh 30 plus Again, this movie is just chock full of people that never age. Exactly. So, so he was fun. He would get a note from like a from like a parent with a PTA if they're like, uh, "Yeah, uh, Mr. Morgan called me an asshole today." So, like he would he, he would said get a letter. He wished another student would beat my ass. Like what? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, or but, he would at least get a note from the principal, like, quit sending this kid to my office over bullshit. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's see. Crumholes talked about him. Uh, the weird no dating till you graduate story. The hard R drop. Uh, okay, so is anyone as big of a dickhead in real life as Joey is in this movie? I mean, obviously the answer is yes, but he is a tremendous douchebag. <laughs> I just don't understand how he's likable at all to any of them, like especially the girls. Well, you see how quickly uh, Bianca or whatever sees through it, like yeah, after a sure. while. And I guess that's like when you're when you're fifteen, sixteen, it's like you'll you'll start to think any, if anybody's like attractive, you'll be like, oh my god, but like. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it definitely is like, he draws a dick on Crumholz's face and it's just like, dude, if anyone ever did that, like, I don't fight, but like, if anyone ever did that, all right, we're going back to Janny's office. Like we're, we're getting, <laughs> we're getting in trouble today. You're like, not we had to like finish the drawing for sure. <laughs> like that's absolutely yeah. not happening. We had to talk about that scene. Um, the actor that played Joey didn't know how to draw a dick. Crumholtz had to teach him how to draw a dick. What? Yeah. Had he, had he not seen one before? I don't know. <laughs> like he just, maybe like he just never drew a dick in his life, and Crumholtz had to sit there and be like, "Yeah, so this is what you're gonna put on my face." You can't but do go that. Back and, cult. <laughs> <laughs> go back and go back and watch that scene. He he draws the dick in like four different parts. Like it is very awkward. 
Yeah, very, um, very not great. Great penis. If we're giving it a raining raking, <laughs> it's not a good one. Um, you can do better. Also, he's cool because he's a tube sock model. Which okay. One of the things I would consider a cool person would be like he's too above lunch. He's hanging out. Maybe he's like smoking outside or something. Like he's just above everybody else. Drawing boobs on a cafeteria, uh, whatchamacallit, tray, that's not the move of a cool person. That's the move of one of like the stoner kids. <laughs> boobs. Funny, right? Like, that's definitely like he's like, <laughs> like you a three-year-old like <laughs> um so okay do y'all want to just talk about it right now who, who joey is IRL. can we please all right <laughs> yeah let's do it um jake you brought this to my attention uh y'all y'all go ahead this is more mallory's thing oh i don't have the you i have it in, I, don't... I have it in front of me if we want to yeah you okay. you go yeah so the guy's name of course he play uh is is joey uh but the guy's name in real life is Andrew Keegan, and he, you know, he's still an actor and everything else. Um, he he's been in he was in a few things. He was in Independence Day. He was in Broken Hearts Club. Uh, he was he's been in random stuff. Like he's still working to this day. Um, still a working actor. But uh, Andrew Keegan started a cult. <laughs> Um, not making that up in 2014, Keegan founded full circle, a community spiritual center, quote unquote, based out of Venice beach, California vice characterized the organization as a quote unquote new religion while other outlets called it a cult in an, (laughs) in an interview, Keegan described the group as a non-denominational spiritual community center where people of all beliefs and backgrounds come together to mediate practice yoga and engage artistically, otherwise known as orgies. Uh, no, that, that's not in there. I just made that up. But um, New York Magazine reported in March 2015, the actual theology of the group is tough to pin down, but it seems to loosely follow Hinduism, or at least Russell Brand's Sanskrit tattoo version of it. <laughs> Which, that's such an accurate description. Um, that is an accurate in May 2015, the Full Circle Temple was raided by California alcohol beverage control officers. Do we want to know what the raid was for? Yes, we do. The raid was apparently related to Full Circle's distribution of kombucha. Uh, what? <laughs> A fermented beverage made from sweet black tea. Like, we all know what kombucha is. A spokesperson for the temple stated that they were unaware they needed a license to distribute kombucha. The organization closed its doors in June 2017. Joey started a cult. I just like to imagine he was running like a regional branch of that cult from Wild Wild Country. And <laughs> that was yeah. what was going on the whole time. But like, Dex, you were saying, I didn't know that you could not sell kombucha. Yeah, I thought that was just you know some shit you could just go do i don't know i don't drink it so i don't like pay attention to it but like i just thought it was some shit you could do they needed to get them on something they were just like yeah what are they that's doing? what it feels like they just needed to like close this cold down on something so kombucha they're selling kombucha take a bow what a whack thing to like have your cult ruined by though <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> 
it's like we're okay we're talking about firearms and stuff with david koresh and everything else we're talking about we're talking about like okay we can just keep going on cults like drugs and things like that you all know cults folks or like tigers um, or like you know or, or you know tigers um shout out donk Adsel. uh but the fact that you got taken down over some tea man that's super lame like yeah i don't know that's like the lamest thing to ever be taken down for i'm just imagining like somebody who was in this cult having to go back to a regular life like a regular job what were you doing before oh i was a part of you know this full circle new religion what happened we were illegally selling kombucha and so we got shut down like imagine having to explain that to a new coworker. I am yeah, no, just like at a Kinko's or something. You're just like, uh, yeah. And they'd just be like, oh, cool, man. Can you make some more copies for me? <laughs> <laughs> they'd just be like, they'd just be like, dude, Dave's a fucking weirdo. Did you hear about the tea shit? Who are they selling kombucha to? Um, like a farmer's market or something? <laughs> yes. Just like on, on the streets, like some dude's like, hey man, you want to try this spiritual kombucha? I, Undercover alcohol and beverage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, kombucha. Tea. They're gonna, like, they didn't have like a gunfight or nothing. And it just, like, I wonder if there was a I gotta look this up. I wonder if there was like a press conference afterwards by the police, be like, <laughs> "Yeah, we recovered twenty gallons of illegal kombucha from this facility." Uh, like yeah, one of those poses where they stand with like gallons <laughs> of kombucha. <laughs> you know, over here, um, you'll see uh, we have the uh, the cherry flavored kombucha, very popular among among them. Um, yeah, uh, Roy Nogletree, L.A. Times. Uh, first question. What? <laughs> Why is kombucha illegal? Sir, I don't think you know the... I don't think you understand what illegal means. <laughs> they, I mean, I cannot believe that. That's... Okay. Just random backstory for a person that uh, plays a dickhead in this movie. So, uh, sounds like he was one in real life. Um, let's see. But good for him. If you can get enough people to follow you, why not? Uh, that's me endorsing cults, apparently. Um, official stance of the One Take Podcast. The uh, let's see, it's for cults. Yeah, the 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 Indianapolis cults. There we go. Uh, let's see. So they they just casually like. They're just like letting 18-year-old Heath Ledger drink at a bar. <laughs> I choose to yep. believe it was a Coca-Cola. <laughs> it's just one of those amber Coca-Cola. Yeah, like Coca very light brown Coca-Cola. <laughs> uh, uh, but it's just like, yeah. well, it makes sense because you're actually like 23. So, <laughs> But Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Crumholtz got in there too. So that idea is not, bar uh, that bar is not IDing a single person. <laughs> He said, don't touch the matches, you'll get hepatitis. Also, quick question. Have y'all ever been to a bar where they just hand you, like, tall bottles of Aquafina instead of, like, pouring you some water real quick? <laughs> yeah, at a biker bar, too. It's just like, here, two giant bottles 
of Aquafina. I'll put that on your tab. But yeah, whatever. No, that uh, to be to, that's never happened. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, uh, I just wrote down. Okay, so is uh, this the coolest high school ever? Hogwarts. It's insane. <laughs> Their football field was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That rivals some college football fields. It's like a bowl. It was like, it was like me playing an old Floyd Casey Stadium. Like, what the hell? I think the actual high school is called Stadium High School. Yeah, it is. Makes it just properly named. They were, they were hitting tee shots. Like, it was so far away, they were hitting tee shots down into it. That was crazy. It just, yeah, it looked like Hogwarts. So apparently, yeah, that's a real school. They didn't build that or anything. But um, imagine going to that school. Like, that's a college campus. Yeah. Well, I was talking to um, shout out Brandy Smith with KHOU. I tweeted about this movie, and she said, you know, that's my mo- like that's my high school movie because it's just like she grew up in Oregon in like the Pacific Northwest and stuff, and. And I said, wait, so I have so many questions. Uh, was I have so many questions about Pacific Northwest 90s high school. She goes, I was, in, <laughs> I was in the country, but that still spoke to me. And yes, that's what some high schools look like there. And I said, J- just so Hogwarts. And she said, with slightly less magic. <laughs> so, Dope. yeah, I mean, that's cool, man. Like that, it was the coolest high school I think I've ever seen, especially that football field and everything. Um and we're all from Texas, and we're like, yeah, yeah. Football field is fucking amazing. Exactly, it has something, it has character. It's not like it's not like whatever Allen that monstrosity that like Allen built that was like fifty. Oh yeah, don't they have dollars. like a jumbotron or something? They built the most expensive high. I think it's since been passed, but it's like they built the, a sixty million dollar stadium <sighs> at Allen High School. That's why, and it like. <laughs> they mixed it with shitty concrete. So like the $60 million concrete st- like started to break. So they had to shut it down. Yeah. It got condemned like a year yeah. after it opened. Yeah. So they had to redo everything. <laughs> anyway, talk about big yikes. Um, but so talking about Heath Ledger going back, he's just tra- casually drinking in a bar. Uh, he's 20 in this, so it's fine. Heath Ledger's hot as hell. Yeah. He's so goddamn good looking in this movie. Yeah. You're just like, oh. you're just like, man. Uh, if you wouldn't be cutting up frogs with a switchblade, I think you'd be rolling even in it, bud. Then, even then, there's got to be like a pile of people that are like, I, d- I don't care that you're going to stab me. I need this. <laughs> uh, stab me with your <laughs> stab me with your switchblade, Heath Ledger. <laughs> good lord. <laughs> Um, it's, it, but seeing this, and I'm sure this comparison has been made before. It's so weird that that's the Joker. Yeah, definitely. Right. Um, no, it totally is. I was thinking about this today. Like when you say Heath Ledger to me, this is the movie I think of. Right. Or cause he's the night's tale. Yeah. Yeah. I never like sit and like, it takes me like two or three seconds back. Oh, right. He's the Joker too. Like, because it's such an off-the-cuff performance for him as the Joker, like it's a totally different person. Yeah, I mean, he broke back mountain is where it's like we first saw like his range and everything else. But like 
that is just like such out of left field. And the fact that Christopher Nolan was like, I'll take a chance on this guy to, to do that uh, is, is incredible. And it, I mean, it, it, it is one of the best performances of all time. I feel like it's one of the best performances of all time, but he, an Oscar worthy performance. Yeah. Well, the fact that he didn't get, he was able not to get pigeonholed into this guy. Cause he very well could have, like he could have been McConaughey or who, I mean, he's a better actor, but like he could have been that guy for this generation. You know what I mean? I think it helped that unlike McConaughey, he didn't just keep picking the same <laughs> roles yeah, he, over and over again. He didn't keep picking the back-to-back lean comedies. Yeah. Um, yeah like The Patriot. That was, oh, yeah. yeah. No, 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 it is after. Yeah, you're right. Fucking. This was his first uh, major. Um, Incredible TNT yeah. movie. It is. It's also one of those movies like I secretly love, even though historically it's bonkers. Oh, historically it's very not true. Uh, I mean, he did Monsters Ball too, The Patriot. Like after this, he did uh, a Ned Kelly movie as well, and and so he started. Yeah, and then Lords of Dogtown, which definitely was a role made for him. When you look at uh-huh. this, um, I got a lot more notes. Sorry, we'll try to roll through them here because we got to do the draft, and I know it's getting late. But uh, so he's casually drinking at a bar, and okay, so this dad just doesn't understand high school. I know that's apparent, but he's like, "What's this party like? An orgy? Like Jesus?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, aside from his wife leaving, something horrible has happened to this man to think that the only thing that happens in this world is just sex and death. Yeah. He's like, no ritual animalistic sacrifices. Like, Christ, man. Chill. <laughs> Chill out, Dad. What the fuck? Like, if my dad said he's that so to me, I'd be like, mm. what was he somehow for Joey was going to start a cult. It was it was warning them. And unfortunately, yeah. the only other time I can think of a dad role that had that job was unfortunately Cliff Huxtable. But I don't even remember him being that aggressively like, don't get pregnant, blah, 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 blah. Like, this man is out of his mind. Don't have sex, you will get pregnant and die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, so it's like he also carrying around like that big pregnancy belly thing. In his house. It is insane. It is in house. Why does he have that in his home? Just keeps it on deck. <laughs> he's definitely aware. All- he's wearing that. He's not the delivering the children at home. Why did he have that? <laughs> it's it's on deck. He like they've clearly had to put it on before to the point where even Gabriella Union knows about the pregnancy belly. Yeah, they all roll their eyes like dad, but like, it's just like don't what? Like every person that rolls into that house, he makes put on the pregnancy belly. <laughs> Hey, come here. You got to try something. I'd rather not. I think if any time you were like at like a friend's house, like a sleepover and like watching them get in trouble, like this is so much worse. (laughs) I can't imagine being the friend being like, oh, 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 okay. So Um, this is the kind of house. (laughs) We can never return here. I'm sorry. How was uh, how was Bianca's house? Well, it was cool (laughs) until her dad made me put on a pregnancy belly. Yeah, you're never going over there again. (laughs) That's, that's so weird, man. He definitely, he like wears that around the house when they aren't there. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. It's a thing. Speaking of his reputation amongst the other parents, you all know that like, they know that the mom dips. So they're like, <laughs> <laughs> they definitely don't want their kids around that guy. Oh my God. Gabrielle Union's parents had to have been like, can you have different friends? Can we get anyone? Anyone any- else. Yeah. 
Which and she ends up it, plot twist. She ends up being a bad friend. So, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of a random thing because I mean there is nothing to establish that she would be a bad friend, and then she just is. Um, <laughs> yeah, he definitely tucks it back and like and wears that around the house naked when they're not there. i had to there was a we did a play in high school where it's like a a woman had to be pregnant so they so they had one of those and it's like they put like cannonballs in that basically it's heavy as shit and i put it on one time gotta tell you folks being pregnant seems awful (laughs) (laughs) everything i've ever learned about pregnancy i'm like i'm so glad i can't possibly do that thank you so it, along those lines, I guess their dad's right. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um. Oh, here's why I wrote. Okay, so they go to the they go to the party that is definitely not an orgy, but uh, kind of rapey. Oh, Bogey Lowenstein's party? Huh? Yeah, Bogey Lowenstein's yeah, party. The house. The house well, there's one thing where the girl is clearly drunk and is just like, oh, yeah. out, and they're just like, which I guess drunk teenagers, but it's just like, it it just feels like this party would be a little rapey. Here, just, yeah, just isn't it kind of alluded to that Joey? That's what happened between Joey and um Julia Styles. Yeah, yeah. it's more like that's the more, vibe I got. Yeah, I've or, never gotten that vibe, but now hearing it out loud, that's exactly what it is. Well, it's like she said that she like everybody was doing it, so we did it too, which is also like, goddamn, fourteen, fuck, uh, yeah, that, holy shit. Um, that comes on later in the movie, but so yeah, yeah it's it, it is weird, man. That 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 hurts, hurts my heart. Uh, yeah, that's a whole that plays much differently than it. Does. That is a whole layer I've never applied to this film, but adds so much to it. Yeah, and it it's weird because they have all product placement beer. Like, are all these beer companies cool with the message that eh, <laughs> these kids are drinking? You'll love it too. Yeah, that like mountain of beer, which is perfect, by the way. Yeah, it's like kids uh, falling through windows and everything. Cops would have been called minutes ago. Yeah, but this what doesn't why- track to me is that at the end of all of that, she gets upset with him for not kissing her. But I feel like her whole stance and everything would be pro, you know, him. Mm-hmm. Not, not doing that. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that. I wrote um, that down. I wrote that down. Good guy, Heath Ledger. Yeah, it it really doesn't make sense because she goes in for it. Which, granted, backtracking a little bit, she goes from blackout drunk, throwing up in the yard, to being pretty sober, having a full conversation in the car within minutes. Also, she possibly conco- concussed. And no yeah. one cares. Good on Heath Ledger. <laughs> Yeah, she gets, she's about to fall off that table. Good on Heath Ledger for knowing concussion protocol. I mean, he's wrong because <laughs> you can let her sleep, but like, good on him for knowing those rules before they were implemented. Everybody else Definitely was just CTE. Like, party on. That shit was weird, but like, doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll just, Here's we'll why I have you clear days because I wrote. I wrote movie, down for some reason. Go ahead, Jake. A movie I've watched the first 15 minutes of the other day. That dance scene is what got Julia Stiles the role in Save the Last Dance. Was the dancing good for Save the Last Dance? She she actually wasn't terrible uh, dancing on the tape. I just put for some reason I 
I had Claire Danes on the mind, and so I wrote down, and this is why I said it. I said Claire Danes was throwing it back. <laughs> it's Julia Scott. The Julia Scott. Oh yeah, God. I did. Yeah, Julia Stiles was throwing it back at that party. Which, granted, I guess good for her for knowing what a drunk person is like, because that is absolutely what a drunk person would be like. No, this is my shot. <laughs> this is fine. Um, so Chastity is a bad friend. Yeah, that really fucked me up, by the way, because my mom's name is Chastity, and I had like only ever heard of one other person having that name. So I heard it here, and I was like, "Yo, what?" <laughs> Your mom's a bad friend. I mean, fair enough. Uh, so good guy. Let's get, kind of keep going through these notes. Good guy Heath Ledger for not kissing her when she's drunk. Um, but then on the inverse of that, all they do is kiss, and all is forgiven for one for Joseph Gordon Levitt being a simp. And two, for her being uh, bad, being a bad person. Who, Bianca? Yeah. Is she a bad yeah, that, person? No, nah, nah, I don't think she's a bad person, but no, it is just like. She's every 15-year-old figuring it out. Like, no, yeah, she's she, not bad. She's perfectly normal, and but Joseph Gordon-Lev is like, I did all this for you. So and he's the weird the one. He's the weird one. Yeah. It is weird that he just berates her and she, her move was like, actually, I'm into you now. Right. Also, these girls are so good at French. <laughs> I, yeah. These girls are uh, broken in interesting ways. Yes. Maybe it has something to do with their mother not loving them. Um, <laughs> it's a fake movie. It doesn't exist. Uh <laughs> uh they just okay so there's a bunch of gags in this like physical gags in this movie Mm -hmm. um they like he loses his exercise equipment and it breaks a window or the golf shot that just nails the dude in the head that when they're talking in the middle of their stuff and but then she shoots the teacher in the ass with an arrow (laughs) and And nobody responds no. Yeah, nobody responds. They're just like, uh, well, I guess, and no, everybody's just looking and it's like, dude, you go to jail. You would go to jail. Why is archery just being taught in public on a football field in a stadium where there's like 300 other kids around? Yeah, there's band practice. Yeah, you're what? a bad archery teacher, dude. Well, like, the track is in use. Like, people are running around on it. Like, these kids aren't professional archers. Those shots are going into other people. <laughs> Apparently. Um, uh, clearly. The, so, yeah, it's like band is practicing. Uh, Multi-use soccer, soccer team is practicing right now. Yeah. Ter- crazy. Not taking any precautions, if we have to say. Uh, so, actually, most- can I ask like one quick question? Yeah. Because I wrote this down because it bothered me. Mally and I's high school stadium was like five blocks away from the school. Like, it oh, was, yeah. it was fucking far. Did I think you guys go to a high school where like people just hung out at the stadium? I feel like it showed all the time in movies, just like hang on the bleachers. That never happened in my life. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, ours was closed. You couldn't get in. Yeah. Right. I mean, if we had. Like, if we had basketball practice and we got out before the football team did, we would, like, go watch them practice because we weren't doing shit else, like, waiting for our moms to pick us up or whatever. But, like, other than that, that was about it. And, yeah, 
our stadium was like literally outside the door of our high school. I don't know. Y'all was being most, five blocks away tripping me out. Most big, most bigger high schools, um, and I know y'all went to a bigger high school, right, Jake and Mallory? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say most bigger high school now, when they build the high school, it's also like sort of mandated that they make the football field sort of next to the high school so they can use it for stuff and like have it for track meets and things like that. So that's like most newer and bigger schools. My high school is so dingy and old uh, that it's literally in the middle of town. uh, And our high school was on the other side of town. So we would we would have to bus to football games. Yeah, we did too. And so yeah, and it was locked too. Like you could get on the track, like, but I don't think you could get on the field. And yeah, so or you could get in the stands, and they would pull the stands up in the in the basketball. I play basketball, so they would pull the stands up in the basketball uh, gym for, and people just wouldn't sit. So like, you they made you leave. Like we don't want you here. All right, if anybody is listening and. You're one of those people that hung out at a high school's football stadium casually. Get in our DMs. I want to learn all about this. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, and why is Heath Ledger just always there? Like, he doesn't play, like, is he just watching? Like, what's he, what? Also, it, what what were the cops doing? Like, why why was he getting arrested for singing? Okay, stadium? that's what we got to That's the most, that is, is that the most memorable scene from the, is that the one that everybody remembers from this movie, yeah. right? Yeah. 100%. So, um, Mallory, I got to ask you this. If Jake did this in real life, how would this go over? Is this weird? I he asked me this. Yeah, he actually asked me this earlier. He said, "If someone had done this to you in your high school, like in your high school years, how would you have reacted?" And I was like, "If it was Heath Ledger, it's fine. Anyone else? <laughs> no, thank you." <laughs> the other thing is, I was in band. Mallory and I were both in band. I can tell you straight up, getting us to learn any piece of music <laughs> was like pulling teeth. Like we basically forced our band director to quit because he was over it. <laughs> having a whole band shout out to Mr. A- Andre yeah. he's, he's thriving now he's living his best life but when he was a high school band director the guy was suicidal um, <laughs> getting a band to learn a Frankie Valley song in one day must have been insane alright listen listen please dude I don't want to be here why are we here shut up god damn this it guy, this guy gave me 300 songs for playing this or do you think it was one of those things is like, all right, which one of these do you know? And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. And pick a list as I like, can't sing that one next. <laughs> also, is this Heath? Is, is that Heath Ledger actually singing? Can't be, right? I, I always thought know. it was. I mean, it would make sense that it was, but I don't know. Like, it just, like it was really good. <laughs> I choose to believe in love and Heath Ledger and say it is him. <laughs> <laughs> Choose to believe in both because, like, it really is him singing, and Julia Stiles actually picked the song. Really, mm-hmm. it wow. was between that and "I Touch Myself" and "I Think I Love You" by the Partridge Family. "I Touch Myself" is a uh, really different scene. Yeah, that is a whole other scene. It's a completely different scene if you're playing the, and it's just like he slaps one of the cops on the ass too when they run it for him. <laughs> yeah, it becomes assault. So I don't know. That was that's a very like memorable scene. But I'm just thinking like if somebody was if somebody was like doing that 
at my high school, people would be like, boo. Yeah. You're corny. Like if that had happened to me, I would be like, I'd rather be dead. This is awful. (laughs) That's better than when Robbie like did the whole Scarlet Letter thing and crazy stupid love. Like if you're going to like embarrass yourself in front of the high school, you might as well. That kid's on the stage. Oh my God. Yeah. I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and he like, didn't have to build anything, so that's true. His punishment for it is one hour in detention. Which, okay, the pot oh, bit yeah. is really unnecessary, but super funny. Yeah, I, I needed to talk about it. So, like, the most, the thing people take away from the next scene is that a teacher gets flashed by a student, and everybody in that room should be arrested. The teacher takes, like, a pound of pot from that kid in Cheetos, the joke being that the teacher is about to just go light up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a felony amount of weed just got taken, and everybody's like, oh, well, he also saw a girl's boob, so... Nah, in Seattle, that weed's a misdemeanor at best. At best, that's fair. Um, okay, <laughs> that, on that the detention is... thing, they really didn't need to, like, flash him. He could have just walked out. Like, you're not gonna... Like, he's not gonna grab you and hold you in detention. You can just leave, bro. Like, if you He already did that... In the beginning of the film, we first meet Heath Ledger. He walks in the classroom, goes, what did I miss? And then just walks out. So he clearly doesn't give a shit about the rules. Why is he suddenly okay with being in detention? I don't know. Yeah. It's go leave so you can go paddleboard or whatever it is. (laughs) I don't even know what what you call that. Oh, they go on the swan swan boat and then they go to the balloon paint thing. Yeah, yeah, is that what they're I guess. Yeah. It is such a weird thing for two for like kind of a women woman empowerment movie, an early woman empowerment movie, and two women to write the script for them being like, all right, now this teenager is gonna show this grown man man or boobs. <laughs> like Yeah, that does not track at all. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, also te- like somebody's going to jail. Tons of witnesses. Who's going to jail? The kid with the pound of weed in school is going to jail. Let him live. No. <laughs> but like, you have a locker. Use it, bro. What? Yeah. Why is it on your person in detention? I'm sorry. I'm, I always get caught up in that kid. Like, the Julia Stiles flashing is one old, whole other thing. But that kid has so much weed just on his person. It's, it is a wild amount. That is a lot of pot. <laughs> it's a lot of marijuana just to have at school. Like I know, like I mean, either he's dealing... went to high school. Like there were some kids that were probably yeah. packing like a small amount. That kid's got like a whole hefty bag of it. <laughs> oh man! And he's just like totally not selling it either. He's like, you have. No. How did he know? He's like, you have pot. He's like, uh huh. Like just lie. <laughs> Lie some more. <laughs> Keep lying. Again, in any high school in this day and age, if you are caught with like even Advil, you're suspended. This kid got caught with so much weed, and he's like, "Hand it over. Shame on you. Shame on you." Now, the don't school mind, has no repercussions. Now, don't mind me, but if I come back and I smell like uh, skunks, don't worry about it. <laughs> Shut up. Don't worry about it. Hey, why are your eyes so bloodshot? Shut up, man. Doesn't matter. You're in detention. Just saw boobs. Anyway. Uh, okay, so that paint thing looks fun. We don't really have to talk about it. Um, 
No, I wrote down the same thing. Like that seems like a sh- more fun than paintball. It's just to throw water balloons of paint. Yeah, that seems like a fun, fun date idea. Uh, for those of you that are wondering, okay, so there's a live ass band at prom. That's what I said. Why would you do that? That's so dumb. Like you, they can't play Usher's Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can't do the cha cha slide. <laughs> I mean, they're doing shout and everything, but it's just like. Or you could be the high school from She's a Lot and have Usher as your band. <laughs> oh, wait, what? Yeah, in the movie She's All That, Usher Usher's is the band. DJ. I have to watch that movie now. Thanks. <laughs> shout no, out, it's, it's it's pa- it's it passes for a moment, but it's wild that he agreed to that. Anyway. Uh, well, it was 1997. I mean, he was like right at the sure beginning of everything. So, confessions had to come out. Man, uh, they can't play. Uh, I'm, they can't play Sandstorm. Prom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> somebody requested that at our prom one time, and everybody went fucking nuts for like <laughs> for like. Sandstorm I mean, play it. Every one of our band banquets. Is that the glow stick song? Yeah. Anyway, uh you gotta end the you gotta end the thing with Sandstorm. Um actually don't do that. Uh so they have a live band at prom. This is a rich ass high they're getting they're having uh prom basically in like the Beauty and the Beast building. Yeah. Um and so they, okay, they have it out and we're getting towards the end of the nose, but they have it out. And he, she is like, I know, first of all, her sister's prom dress is hideous. Uh, uh, Bianca's prom dress. Yuck. Uh, um, the, she has like a crop top prom dress. Yep. It was Which, the 90s, Royden. I'm going to say I like her dress way more than I like Julia Stiles' dress. Wow. Julia Stiles' dress does not fit her at all. Wow, that's all I'll say. Tell even no style. Do you know? No, no uh, I Claire Danes dress. Um, Claire Danes dress. Um, so he goes. I didn't care about the money. I cared about you. But I said, but you still took the money. He took the money to pay the band. I, well, I mean, he took the money, but I didn't. He just immediately hand it off to the band guy. Yeah, he handed some of it off to the band guy, and he ends up buying her a guitar. But it's still like he still had the money. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not like this. All of a sudden, he's like, because that's such a quick flip. There's no like lead into. This is kind of a problem I had. Like the last 15 minutes, it's just like the conflict, then resolution, and that's sort of Mm -hmm. the problem that I had because it's such a short movie. I was just kind of like conflict resolution done, but it resolves really quickly. Yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about the end? Are we basically there? Well, I didn't know where. I was just waiting. I was like, where are the 10 things that I hate about you? That's oh, what right, I was gotta... thinking. I was like, why is it called that? I, I thought there was. Oh, like... her terrible poem. Oh. <laughs> uh... I hate the way you blah, blah, blah. I hate the way you dress, blah, blah, blah. I was yeah. paying attention by that point. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why did. Like. And so she hates him, and with good reason. Like, that's a shitty thing to do. But, like, then all of a sudden she's, like, she has one conversation, and she gets with her dad. She gets to go to the college that her dad, totally normal now, by the way, totally normal and cool guy. Um, 
she gets to go to the college that she wants and now all of a sudden it's just like just like you know what heath i forgive you what it really is is she just recognizes that she's stuck in seattle for like three more months and then she's moving across the country so she's like this is gonna pass time (laughs) i'll be with you heath ledger you're still hot i mean i guess it wasn't uh wasn't too much uh, wasn't too much of a commitment for Julia Stiles, was it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Bring ah. it back around. Zinger. Uh, ah. Gotcha. Never never going to leave. <laughs> nope. It's an incredible story. Um okay, so uh the movie flew Okay, so this is my final notes. Ledger is just supremely confident. You can see it early on. It's incredible how confident he is in this movie. Mm-hmm just like the way that he says his lines and smiles and everything. He's just never once had a doubt about his performance. It's like, I'm killing this shit. And, um, so this movie flew by. And then my final note is, uh, I kept thinking about the Miley Cyrus song. Absolutely. (laughs) The seven things I hate about you. Oh, you're welcome. Oh yeah. Actually in the, in the, uh, we got to start with bare naked ladies, but in the uh, pod with seven things I hate about you, Miley Cyrus. Um, all right. <laughs> Any more notes that we have? Then we'll get into our movie draft. Um, I have Heath Ledger was the third choice that originally they wanted to do Josh Hartnett. Mm. Yeah, he <laughs> didn't want it. He's handsome. He didn't want it. He didn't want to do it, and so the next up to bat was Ashton Kutcher. Oh no. Also <laughs> handsome. Um, originally, Julia Stiles wanted to play Bianca, and uh, Larissa wanted to play Cat. Um, that would have been a weird role because Cat looks younger, or uh, Bianca looks younger than Julia, but they're yeah. the same age. Yeah, yeah within kinda... like a year of each other. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, I, it's Julia Stiles could not play Bianca. I don't think. Yeah, I doubt it's it. a different. Um, there's something else. Uh, Julie Stiles got the role for Save the Last Dance because of that. Oh, I was gonna say she'd be grounded as hell if she backed a car into somebody else's car, just because she felt like it. <laughs> what? Whoops. Yeah, like, cool. Everybody's insurance just shot way the hell up, but it's okay. My parents would have fed me to tigers if I <laughs> purposefully backed the car Carol up. Asking you for real? Um, yeah, I got I some ones that I missed. Sorry, Jared Leto reference. So that just means he's been famous for way longer than I thought. Bringing it back around to Claire Danes. Speaking of, oh yeah, <laughs> shout out. Uh, there was a cool shot of the flyers down the middle of the stairway. That was just a randomly oh, cool that. shot. Yeah, that's yeah. a great shot. Uh, is this the coolest high school ever? Let's see. Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much what I have. Cool draft time. That's all I got. Okay. Oh um, yeah. Um, that's really the band letters to Cleo at the end, and they really are standing on top of the high school, which apparently is like a very tiny space and they had to stay up there for half the day while it's just windy as hell. So people could have died dude, just for a helicopter shot. Big time. Screw that. No, thank you. 
can't i just want to talk about it just briefly that is a weird way to end the film is that the band is just on the roof of the high school yeah you imagine like everybody's just like <laughs> oh yeah hey. <laughs> just like hey what's that a, is that is that a band is that a mid-90s pop band on top of the <laughs> on top of the um, school cops would be weird, called. Weird. they'd be like what hey you can't uh-uh Again, this is a universe where there are no rules. So, also, why is the top of that building flat like that? Uh, I think the original Stadium High School was like was something else, and because it's oh, it was like a railroad station or something. Of course, and then it suffered some sort of structural damage, and so it got renovated and became a school. (laughs) Yeah, let's put our children in this. (laughs) Yeah, that's all I have. All right, so we're doing our. Draft your romantic comedy movie. This should be interesting. So what are we doing? And we're doing actor, actress, director. As we said location and time period. Are those going to be two separate things or just one? No. Originally, I said location, but the more I was like, I can't just say like New York City moving on. Like the setting is very important. So like for some things I hate about you, Seattle is kind of a character. Like it's very important that it's place in grungy 90s so i was thinking more like lo- like setting as the location okay so we did that and then theme song meaning like a song that you would check that you would put to either put in the uh trailer for this movie or for just that would play at the end of the movie or whatever you know like any like any romantic comedy so how's it started uh, how's the how's the draft order go uh me jake dex and then mallory and we'll snake back around so yep i know i have an actor i could go two ways with this actor and i know dex really probably won't i gotta go the goss god give me ryan gosling damn it as the actor all right it was either him or i might say one is either him or mcconaughey jake you're up I, I'm going to go ahead and say I played this wrong because I was given incorrect instructions by Jake. Oh, <laughs> do tell. Expose him. He said to just pick any actor or actress that I thought would be good in a rom-com. I, not rom-com heavy hitters. No, you don't have to. That, that's fine. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can pick whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Okay, okay. Yeah, try to drag me. I dare you. I'm just... <laughs> even though 90% of this podcast is dragging me. I was drag say, her. I'm 10 minutes dragging you. <laughs> drag her, King. <laughs> <laughs> Expose her. Um, all right. I'm going in a weirder direction, but in my head, like I think this is going to be a good film. Uh, my actor, I'm taking Jake Johnson. Okay. Quirky. Okay. Quirky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, nobody was gonna take it. Like he's he's like a third round pick at best. But like, yeah, no, he, he could have been a fifth round. He could have been a fifth round flyer for sure. But I'm just getting it out there. Like okay. you're over you're overreaching on a running back right now. <laughs> but okay, I just, that's fine. I just took I just took Miles Sanders as my first pick just to see what happens. <laughs> he's a. Uh... I mean, look, Jake Johnson is hilarious in New Girl, and that whole thing's basically a romantic comedy. So, yeah, 
I get where you're All going. right, Jack. All right, I'm up. I'm actually going to pick my location first. Okay. So I'm doing present-day New York. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay, present-day so New I'll York. I'll do actor. You have I'm going to go with. You have the turn pick, so you go back to back. Oh, okay. So I'll do actor, and then I'll do uh, place and location. Um, actor, I'm going to go with William Jackson Harper. Okay. Otherwise, I would just TV from Good Place. That's a good one. I like that. And I really struggled with location. Honestly, it's. I'm just going to go with present day. Can't, you can't say present day. Oh, crap. Dang. Okay. I'll go with early 2010s. Okay. Austin. Damn it, Austin. <laughs> I was going to pick Austin. Shit. Uh, <laughs> Wait, are we saying Austin or Boston? Austin. Austin. God. Okay. Ah, okay. Now it just got interesting. All right. Thanks. All right. So it's my turn again. Um, yeah. I will go with my actor, Michael B. Jordan. <gasps> oh, good one. Very handsome. Michael B. Jordan, New York. All right. All right, so Jake, you're up. No, it's Roy. Oh wait, no, it's me. Uh, I'm gonna take my snake. Uh, I'm gonna take my director now because I gotta, I gotta get my Chris McCaffrey in. Uh, I'm taking Judd Apatow. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. (sighs) We should have done. We should have done screenwriter too, because then we could have picked the, the woman that's literally written like all of the romantic comedy screenplays yeah uh let's see so you know i gotta do it to him i gotta pair him up give me emma stone please <laughs> are you just gonna make la la land i might oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, and your third rounder you're just running you're just ruining the bit now no give me Damien no I'm kidding um give me hmm took Austin that would have been a cool setting for these two although he was in a shitty movie about Austin uh hmm. let me do something weird like hmm give me Waco Texas but before it was cool (laughs) Uh, so 2002. Just take the 90s and have like a branch of idiots where David Crush <laughs> is played by Ryan Gosling. <laughs> no, because then that makes Emma Stone's character really weird and very problematic. Yes, yes, it does. 2002 Wake Up Texas, you got it. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> by the side I was, was going to put something like Gainesville, <laughs> Gainesville, Florida. 1978. <laughs> Jake, uh, for my actress, I'm taking Mackenzie Davis. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm back up, and I'm going to take my actress now. <sighs> Shout out to podcast favorite, Lily James. <laughs> hey. Oh. Not- not who we uh, said originally. Who did we say originally? Allie J. Uh, yeah, Allie, Allie James. James. Totally. Uh, adult film actress Allie James. Yeah, yeah. that's very different work. We're still giving her a bump. 
Yeah, shout very, out. Very different movie if she's paired with Michael B. Jordan. Yikes. What's uh, <laughs> what's uh, what's it called? I don't even want to go there. Never mind. Anyway, Mallory. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that segue. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'll go with actress. And yeah, I'm going to go with, I want to see her in more things. And because J.J. Abrams did her dirty, Kelly Marie Tran. Ooh. Oh. That's an interesting pairing you got going there. Yeah. But it works. Yeah, I think she's really good. I think they, I think she got, I didn't necessarily love her character in the, what was it? I can't even remember now. The second one. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Guys, the second one. Yeah. The, the one that everybody quote unquote hated, even though it was the last a good Jedi. Movie. That's what it is. Yeah. Thank God. All right. That's how much I don't remember that movie. The last Jedi. I didn't hate her, but I, I didn't, I don't know. I think she got unnecessary hate for no reason. One of the best, but it's not like the star Wars fans stink. Yeah, no, they suck. <laughs> the worst. All right, so you wrap back around, Mallory. I think you got to pick a director. Okay, so I feel pretty confident with this director choice in terms of I don't think anyone else is going to pick her, but she directed Always Be My uh, Maybe last year, which is a perfect rom-com in my book, and that is, and I hope I pronounce this correctly, Nan Atachka Khan. I'm not even going to try to spell that in my notes. I'll just look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Always Be My Maybe was underrated. I love that movie. Great movie. So good. Keanu Reeves in that movie. Was it, that was the one with Keanu Reeves? Yeah, yeah it's Keanu. <laughs> yeah, uh, love that part by him. All right, so I'm up now. I'm going to go ahead and take my director just while he's still on the board. Um, I'm going with Aaron Sorkin. Whoa. Ooh. Ooh. This what is going to be. He's writing the screenplay too where everybody talks like they're smarter than they are. Absolutely. It could work. Has he ever written anything that's happy? Uh oh, West Wing's pretty happy. West Wing is pretty happy, actually. He wrote he wrote a he wrote a sports talk comedy show that got sports night that got canceled after oh, yeah. two seasons. Why well, it's <laughs> he'd just be writing something like, I love you, but not like actually you like the spiritual you, and then it just like keep talking at each other and then everybody everybody's like what are we talking about right now? <laughs> Jake, you're up. Uh, America isn't the greatest country in the world. Not even close. What? what? <laughs> um, I'm taking, even though we're basically already here, but I'm taking 90s Portland. I like it. Yeah. Put a Johnson and McKenzie there. Like, I think it's oh, going to be quirky. They're going to be weird. It's going to be good. I can just smell the patchouli oil. <laughs> hey man have you heard of this band called nirvana pretty rad can't understand what they're saying but they sound pretty cool you know the drummer from foo fighters is in there <laughs> okay so is it my turn i gotta pick a director yeah you mm. got both of your turns left so this is your last two picks oh i thought i i thought i already who am I missing? Director and song. Oh, I forgot about song. Okay, so um, so I'm gonna pick first by the Cold War Kids. Ah, oh, okay, 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 okay. It, it 
is in a really great trailer for a really shitty movie called Aloha. Which, oh, oh, yeah. oh, is that where the Emma Stone is Asian? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Half Asian. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, there you yeah, because yeah, like people like weren't gonna call them out for that. That's so stupid. But the the song is I think it's kinda it's very melancholy, but it just go watch that trailer. That trailer completely fools you into thinking that that movie is going to be good. Um, so yeah, first by the Cold War Kids, and then, uh, sorry, there is a director. I wanted to pick Rob Reiner because he made probably the best, uh, the best romantic comedy of all time. But hold on, there is one. Something's got to give is the name of the movie that I'm thinking of. Uh, I think it's Nancy Myers. Yes, Nancy Myers. Thank you. There you go. Yeah, so I will pick Nancy Myers because she has directed every romantic comedy ever, uh, and written every romantic comedy ever. So she she did, you know, something's got to give. It's it's complicated. The holiday, uh, but she also wrote. Let's see. I think she also wrote like Sleepless in Seattle and things like that. So and she also directed Father of the Bride. Oh yeah, yeah, she did do Father of the Bride. So I'm gonna pick Nancy Myers. All right, Jake, last pick. You got to get your song in there. Uh, I'm taking Alanis Morissette's Head Over Feet. <laughs> nice. I just I made a grunge movie because I wanted to. Oh, damn it. I meant to pick Nora Ephron. Whatever. We'll go with Nancy Myers. <laughs> Nancy I think Myers. all the directors are... Well, yeah, you took Nancy Myers. Yeah, we'll take Nancy Myers, but also Nora Ephron is also... One I mean, you, you, you can pick up Nora off the waivers. I don't think anybody's taking her. You should. <laughs> you should. All right. So my song, I'm going to... I'm going with You're All I Need to Get By by Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Hey, Houston, Lana, Vegas by Drake. (laughs) Marvin's room. Oh, God. Mallory, take us home. Okay. So I did not come up with this until the very last minute, but then it came up when I was listening to Shuffle earlier. And I was like, this. Yep. But this would play once they started to realize they had feelings for each other, and that would be Say It by Maggie Rogers. Mm. Oh. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah, that's All solid. Right. So, Dex, read them back to us. All right. You want them, like, team by team or just, like, in order? Go team by team if you All can. Right. So, Royden, you have Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone <laughs> in <Squad>. 2000. <laughs> In 2002, Waco, Texas. Oh, God. <laughs> Directed by Nancy Myers. And the theme song is First by the Cold War Kids. Honestly, what you might have just made, if you can kind of finagle around the dates, you just made a, uh, the love story of Chip and Joe. <laughs> yeah. Especially if, we're, if Emma Stone's still Asian. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's say we just completely whitewashed Johanna Gaines. She has the experience. <laughs> she does have the she does have the filmography. I mean, you can, <laughs> you can pick up Scarlett on waivers, and then you've got your Asian right there. <laughs> oh. 
yeah, I am kind of surprised. <laughs> although she hasn't been in a lot of good God, she hasn't been in a lot of uh, romantic comedy. But ScarJo may have been a good pick for. Uh, some, but yeah, Squad, two thousand two Waco. They're not going to do anything but uh, drive out to the Koresh Memorial and. Um, <laughs> Go to the top of the Alico building. That would be a shot in my. They're just every scene is them talking about maybe taking a day trip to Austin. <laughs> do you want to go see? Do you want to go see the four and ten Baylor Bears? <laughs> oh no! Tortilla tossing. would be a good scene in a romantic comedy movie. That actually would be. That would be delightful. Mm-hmm. That'd be whimsical, if you will. All right, Jake Squad. We got Jake Johnson. Mm-hmm. Directed by Judd Apatow, co-star yep. Mackenzie Davis. Love it. In 90s Portland. With the theme song, Head Over Feet by Alanis Morissette. Ah, oh, it's a great movie. I'm in it. <laughs> yeah, that, that movie would be funny as hell. It'd be either be really funny or way too long and depressing. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's going to be like a Marley and Me situation where at first you're like, Oh, this is really good, and then you realize what it's really about. You're like, "Oh shit, this is not good at all." Uh, it's just like halfway through, Jake Johnson starts having a identity crisis because that's what all of Apatow's movies are kind of about. Whatever he's going through at the time, pretty much. Yeah, Leslie Mann for some reason is going to be in it. It's going to be great. Oh yeah, <laughs> shout out to so my squad. Movie takes place present day New York. Michael B. Jordan and Lily James. Mm. Directed by Aaron Sorkin. Featuring Girl, I Need to Get By by Marvin Gaye and Sammy Terrell. You didn't make a romantic comedy. You made like a you made like an Oscar bait movie. I'm, I'm def- seeing like the adjustment bureau sans like the craziness. Like Michael B. Jordan is running for like some sort of political office, like mayor of New York or something, but he has to choose that or be with Lily James. I was like now that I'm reading this back, I'm like, this is definitely a movie where Michael B. Jordan is like racially profiled, and <laughs> Lily James is like the woke like queen trying to save him or whatever. Like, yeah. Do you think that I care that you're a different race than me? <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be like the tagline. It's always been you. It's never been about the mayor. It's like a really slow down, dramatic version of your all. I need to get by too. <laughs> oh. And then Mallory Squad, she's got William Jackson Harper, Kelly, Kelly Marie Tran in early 2010s Austin, directed by, you know her name, I don't know her name. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It is Nana, okay, here we go, Nanachka Khan. That, that woman, who I'm sure has done fantastic work. <laughs> And the theme song is Say It by Maggie Rogers. I got to tell you, Mally, that movie sounds cute as hell. Adorable. Yes. <laughs> sounds cute. They both run like competing coffee shops or something. <laughs> but they're like, but they're both so nice to each other. It's great. Of reverent mustache trimmers. That one's blowing up <laughs> on Netflix immediately. For sure. Unicycle enthusiasts. <laughs> A lot of pot. A lot of pot in that movie, though. They run competing food trucks. Oh, <laughs> that's no. what it is. Yes, that's that's exactly the plot of that oh, movie. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in for that. They both go and see a very disappointing University of Texas football team as sort of like a getaway. 
as a date. There you go. There you go. The basketball arena is completely empty. That's when they make their move. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was told that Texas was going to be back. Do you want some tickets? (laughs) (laughs) You get McConaughey to show up. Just as like a quick wink and a nod. McConaughey's in this movie like Keanu Reeves was in <laughs> Always Be My Baby, where it's just like a just a not not McConaughey. It's just an over all right, all right, all right, McConaughey. <laughs> it's like y'all are in a romantic comedy, man. You know, I was in a few of those myself, too. All right, all right, all right. Was that fucking Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> yeah, he just he's just he's just around. Uh, All right, so I think that's uh, that's it. I think I won, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> Mallory, thank you for joining us. This was awesome. Uh, thank you, you for a, having me. You picked a great movie, and you had the best story that I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> God, I'm gonna store that one away. I like to announce that this is also my last podcast. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> great, we traded him for Mallory. <laughs> <laughs> after she just flamed your ass that's what, <laughs> you have to retire uh all right so you can follow us at the one take pod one take pod on twitter we've got a few more followers shout out to dex and company for getting uh some of that traction with some of the recent questions that we've been asking but you can follow us on one take pod you can find us on apple podcast google pod podcast yes the podcast thing on Google and Spotify. You can also find us at one take podcast.simplecast.com. You can email us at one take podcast show at gmail.com rate, download, subscribe, leave a written review and tell us what movie that you want us to see. You can tweet us at, you can tweet us that movie or you can leave it in the comments. We will see it and we will do that movie. Again, this movie came from Mallory's suggestion because she left a very kind review um what'd she what'd she write that's cisco sisker and ebert oh wish. cisco and ebert wishes yeah something about jane shallot <laughs> so shout out for that thank you so much next week we are doing uh django unchained with ryan vick he's gonna come on we're gonna talk about a movie which i love which i'm interested to see how it kind of hold up, holds up now because mm-hmm. a lot of racism in that movie but then again, it is Quentin Tarantino. So I don't know. Seems to be a universally loved movie. So we're going to be doing uh, that movie as well. Um, and then we got to kind of decide what we want to do after that. Or the listener can decide reviews? for us. Yeah, the li- <laughs> yeah. You will decide what our next movie will We do have one that we're supposed to watch like a, as a joke, right? Not really as a joke, but like the weird rock film that your friend wanted us to Oh yeah, what? Southland Tales. So we do have to watch Southland Tales eventually. We will get to we will eventually get to that, or we can just have like a season two of you review because uh, I finally finished that god awful show. I'm um, gonna have to watch it again at this point. It's been so long. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, buddy, no, you don't. You don't have to do that. Let me we tell also gotta you. get you... back to the Twilight series and have Jania back up. Oh yeah, we do have to. We do have to finish the Twilight series. I'm just saying, you could read the Wikipedia. That's about as deep as that show goes. So, um, yeah. So, thank you for listening. As always, Dex. Hashtag support Florence Pugh. She's putting out incredible quarantine content. You need it in your life. Follow her on Instagram. And uh, Mallory, as to... always. 
We had to accept that she's with Zach Raff. She asked us to. We are. Not if Dex can help it. <laughs> I can't believe none of y'all picked her for your draft. Ah, damn it! <laughs> uh, I decided on Michael B. Jordan first, and, you know, she's currently in her situation right now because she is too young for the person she's dating, so I want to, like, put that on screen. That's fair. True. We got to redo this whole podcast. Start from the beginning. This one's scrapped. <laughs> Scrap it. All right. Peace. We out. <laughs>